Welcome to the Richard Blackby Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackby Ministries International. Well, Richard, it's great to be with you yet again for another podcast. Yes. Well, I, I, it's always a joyful time to be with you, Sam. Oh, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah. So today yeah. we're talking about a topic that, you know, may not at first glance look like something that is related to leadership. Yeah. Um, why did you pick this topic? Well, uh, as you could tell from my opening uh, comment there, I want to talk about joy today, spreading the joy. Hmm. Uh, and you're right. That seems like a pretty shallow leadership topic, but hey, we've been at this long enough. We've got to go for some shallow ones eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I actually think that joy is is uh, much more important to leadership uh, than we give it credit for. I've read a lot of leadership books. Not many times do you find a chapter there on the leader's responsibility for joy. Yeah, uh, and yet my own experience has uh, taught me, and just being around a lot of other leaders. I've learned that uh, joy is essential, uh, both for the leader themselves and also for how they lead. If you want to be an effective leader, you, you not only need to have joy yourself, but you need to know how to spread it to those that work with you. Yeah, so, so why is that important? Like, Why does it matter that you have joy as well, a leader? Well, you know, I, I, there's, there's two sides to it. One is it's important for you personally to have joy uh, because you only have one life. And uh, you can spend it joylessly if you choose to. And I see lots of folks that do that. You know, I travel a lot. I'm in a lot of airport lounges and uh, in various places, uh, in airports and hotel lobbies and other places. And uh, I see a lot of business folks, a lot of leaders that are joyless. Mm -hmm. They've got frantic phone calls that the plane hasn't even taxied into the runway yet, or the, the gate yet. And... Uh, they're already frantically making calls and upset, and uh, you can tell they're all stressed out. Uh, and their, you know, their quarter earnings and performance is at stake here. And these people have fallen through the cracks and aren't getting the job done. And uh, you see a lot of joyless people out there. And uh, I've had those moments in my own life where you get canceled flights, or you get people that uh, let you down or they criticize what you've done or they misunderstand or misrepresent you. And uh, getting in the leadership world, inevitably your joy can be endangered. And yeah. so certainly for you, uh, it's important that you guard your joy. Uh, I remember at one point years ago just having a, a nagging problem at work that just wasn't seeming to be solvable. And uh, I, I don't like unfinished business. Uh, <laughs> I like closure. And this was not closing. Uh, I was giving it all my tried and true approaches that seemed to work, and but it wasn't getting this one solved. And I remember coming home day after day just brooding over it, just frustrated by it. And uh, at one point, my, my dear wife, Lisa, just said, Richard, can you just please not talk about that anymore when you come <laughs> home? And I realized I was coming home joylessly. And yeah. so my wife, my kids were paying the price. And it was a wake-up call to me to say, you know what? When I lose my joy, then it means my house, my family loses its joy. I'm not a joyful person to be around. And so my direct reports 
work gets to be a lot harder for them because they've got to deal with a grumpy boss. And so I realize it affects others, and it, it can affect job performance. When, uh, when I'm joyful, I do better work. Yeah. We tend to think of it as kind of frivolous, uh, and we think of it as, well, who cares? That's, you know, just get the job done. Well, studies show that workforces that are happy do better work. They concentrate better. You, you just sort of think it was the opposite. Oh, they're just having such a good time, they're not getting their job done. Well, studies show that people enjoying going to work do better quality work. Yeah. They, they have higher yeah. production. So just for productivity's sake, uh, if you're in a good space and you know how to help other people get in a good space, you're going to get better products and better productivity. Yeah, and so what are some, some practical ways a leader can, can spread joy among people? Well, lots of ways. And I, you know, I, by the way, I think that it's particularly important these days uh, with so many millennials in and entering the workforce because, as, as uh, you know, as a millennial, yes, Check. Uh, millennials, they, it's not just about the money. Money's important. That they, mm-hmm. That's why they're working. But it's also about quality of life especially for millennials. Uh, yeah. The baby boomers, of which I'm a part, uh, a lot of it was more about how, how much money can I make? Can I get an increase in pay over here? I don't like that work as much, but it pays better. But millennials don't really think that way. To yeah. them, it's more about, well, this company, how, how fun is it to work there? What are the people like? Uh, is, uh, is it a great culture? Uh, and of course... Companies that are facilitating uh, millennial workforces, they tend to have uh, some ways to let your hair down. They've got a pool table, foosball table, ping pong table. They've got snacks that are available. They've got little gathering areas, uh, a lot of little perks that they throw in that baby boomers would never have thought about. But for millennials, what it says to them is, here's a company that cares about us. Here's a company where you can have fun going to work. It's not yeah. just all stress. And so I'd say that uh, creating a place of joy is more important than ever in this this workforce uh, because it's, it is more important and it's seen as a value even more so than in previous generations. You know, I, I think that uh, to spread joy, number one, you, you have to be a joyful person yourself. I, I always remember a story when uh, President Ronald Reagan died they were interviewing lots of people that knew him. And one person that had worked at the White House during that presidency, he recalled that uh, you always knew when Reagan's uh, presidential helicopter had landed there on the White House lawn because you could, you could tell how close he was by the sound of the laughter coming down the hallways. And when he entered the building, he started bantering and joking and teasing, and people would be... Uh, having a great time with the bosses back in the, in the building. And, uh, and I thought to myself, now that came out of someone that naturally just enjoyed people and yeah. cared about people and a person that just naturally enjoyed a good laugh. And so uh, I've often thought to myself, does the laughter in the building go up when I get back to the office? <laughs> Are people in a better mood? Do they miss me? Is there a little bit less laughter when I'm out, uh, out on the road somewhere? Or uh, is there more laughter when I'm gone? Are people mm. relieved that the boss isn't here? We can kind of have a Relax sigh of relief, you know? Yeah. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was uh, a famous storyteller. He seemed like he always had a funny story to tell. And 
So when things were tense and people were stressed during the Civil War, very, very uh, negative, uh, difficult time for the nation, yet uh, Lincoln seemed to always have a funny antidote, uh, some story to tell that would crack everybody up and just lighten the load. It was mm. said of Henry Ford that even in the early days when he was working with his uh, car makers and staff that uh, he'd be bantering about and joking and talking with them and just lightening the load so that you might be working really hard. Uh, people often mistake the fact that people having a good time at work are wasting time. Oftentimes yeah. you can be working really hard uh, and still having a good uh, a good time and cracking a joke at the right time or having a break uh, at the right moment. Uh, and so I've just found that the organizations that have the most dedicated staff, because uh, you, you realize that everybody has a, a choice to make. In, in our co- economy today, where there's actually more jobs than there are workers, uh, people have choices about where they work. And it's not just about where they can make the most money. It's where they can enjoy putting in eight hours every day, f- yeah. uh, five days a week. And um, so I want to I create an environment where people enjoy working with me. And Sam, you know this. You were part of this recently. We uh, um, we had a board meeting. Uh, Black Ministries International has a annual board meeting, and uh, and so we had the board table. We had the PowerPoint presentations, the financial statements. Uh, we had reports and so on. But uh, then we we actually went on a retreat this time where we stopped and had nice food and nice breaks and. Uh, and in the evenings, we did something we hadn't done before, but we brought out some pretty crazy games. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we, we, one game, as uh, you know, uh, we had men against the women. And uh, I don't think almost, maybe one of our board members had played a particular game that we played before. Most of them hadn't. And some of the looks on some of the folks' faces uh, initially was uh, like, what What on earth are we about to do here? <laughs> and I have to be careful about this story because uh, several of our board members listen to this podcast. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, but at one point, uh, and, and we've got great guys on our, our board. They're wonderful, wonderful, supportive folks, every one of them. But uh, but they a, a number of them have stressful jobs, and they... Some of them travel. A lot of them have uh, just a lot of problems they have to deal with each week. And at one point when our team won, uh, we've got a board member standing on the table cheering. Oh, man. <laughs> and, uh, and afterward, uh, you know, we had a couple of our board members say that they had not laughed that hard in a long time. Yeah. Just uh, having a good time and uh, trash talking the other team or whatever else we're doing. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's all a good fun, you know. None of us really actually cared about who won or lost, but it was just just kind of letting your hair down. And I thought to myself, it, of course, these are volunteers. We don't pay people to serve on our board. In fact, they come at, uh, at their own expense to, to serve with us. And so certainly, if, you've got, if you're working with volunteers, if you're in a nonprofit organization or you're at a church and you're leading volunteers and you're not giving them money, you have to give them something. Yeah. And like I've said before, you, you have to pay people something even volunteers. And so if you're not paying them money, uh, joy is a great currency. Yeah. And if people just are, if you're fun to work with, people will take a, a cut in pay to work with you or they'll volunteer their time just to be a part of your organization. And so if you want really good people on your board, you want great volunteers, you want great staff who choose to stay with you and not uh, put their resume out and, uh, for 
a job that might pay a little bit more, who folks on your leadership team that year in and year out are loyal to you and stay with you, then be fun to work with. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that will add enormous amounts to the productivity of your organization over time. Yeah, well, let's take a quick break here and we'll wrap up. Ready to take your leadership to the next level? The Entrepreneurial Leaders Program is a one-week intensive course at Oxford University designed to help marketplace and entrepreneurial leaders develop the skills they need to have a greater impact on their business and community. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to study under Dr. Richard Blackaby and other leadership experts at one of the world's most prestigious academic institutions. This transformational course will run from August 11th through 19th, 2019. For more information or to register, visit entrepreneurialleaders.com. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, so, Richard, we've seen how joy can really be uh, a huge, um, really, source of income in a way yeah. for people. Yeah. That, uh, that it, it is, though it's not currency uh, in the traditional sense, it can pay dividends if you have a joyful environment, if you're a joyful person to yeah. be around. And I've heard you discuss before uh, joy stealers. Um, what, what are those, and can you explain that a little bit? Well, there's lots of things out there that can take your joy away. Uh, of course, critics, uh, opponents, uh, problems, health issues. You could, have not had, you could have had a bad sleep the night before, yeah. and you, you're coming into work with a headache. Uh, and, of course, we all know those people that don't even try to... to deal with that or keep it as just their problem <laughs> yeah if they had a bad night there everybody's going to know uh and uh we all have what we call kind of a resting face uh and that's that the countenance we have when we're just going about our day not uh, thinking about what we're looking like and for some of us our resting face is not smiling it's our natural countenance can even be kind of a frown and it, mm. even if we're not in a bad mood uh, but just when our face rests, we don't look that happy and upbeat. And uh, and so I, I know there are people that um, if they've had a bad day, boy, I tell you what, they don't even try to hide it. And they're walking yeah. around frowning. Uh, they're grumpy. Uh, they, they're snapping at people. And so if you get around those kind of people that snap at you, that uh, are frowning in a bad mood, I tell you what, if you're in a committee meeting with six people and one of those people is miserable, it's really hard uh, to, to prevent the whole atmosphere from sort of losing all the air in the room because of that one negative person. Uh, and so I think we're all responsible to protect our joy, not uh, because ultimately you, no one can necessarily take your joy from you, but you can surrender it. Mm. Um, so for instance, if someone cuts you off uh, as you're driving to work that morning, they don't just reach into your heart and pull your joy out of <laughs> yeah. you. Uh, they did Although a, it may they feel did a, that you way. Know, they did an <laughs> ignorant thing that's annoying. But you can dwell upon that. You can get upset. You can just say, I'm just tired of people driving like that every time I go to work. And because you focus there, you have surrendered your joy. Hmm. And so I tell people, no one can take your joy from you. A, a, a miserable boss cannot just steal your joy you have to surrender it now they can create the opportunity for you to surrender your joy they can give you the make excuse. it really easy <laughs> uh, but ultimately you've got to decide am i going to surrender my joy because of what this person did so there's lots of joy stealers there sometimes i mean it you know you can have a 
uh, a migraine that's been going for days. Uh, you could have back pain. You, you know, there's there, there are things that pain certainly can eat away at our joy. Those yeah. kind of things are real. They are they are legitimate. But nonetheless, I can tell you that when you walk with God, uh, God can give you joy even in the midst of pain. Uh, Psalm 1611, one of my favorite verses, says, in your presence is fullness of joy, uh, which means that when you are abiding in God's presence, you'll find joy there every time. And now, mm. it doesn't mean you may not have a migraine, but I'm telling you, the joy that's found in God's presence can overcome a lot of physical pain at the same time. So yeah. uh, you choose where you're going to focus. F- uh, get your eyes on God and his goodness to you. Uh, you may have not had a good night's sleep the night before and be kind of tired and cranky. But uh, you know what? You, you still have the health to get out of bed and go to work. You have a good job to go to. You're earning a decent living. Uh, your car is still getting you there. It's not broken down. There's... You can start focusing on all the good in your life, and there's still reason to have joy. Yeah. So guard yourself, because it's not fair. And of course, we all know those people. They didn't guard their joy. They lost it. And now everybody around them is paying the price and, for that. It's, it's been a long time since they found it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, we, we see that there's... And you know, I don't think you have to live very long to, to realize that there are things out there that can take your joy or oh, yeah. cause you to surrender your joy, as you say. Uh, so how how does a leader uh, in you know in a stressful environment, whether it's work or family life, or I mean even just uh, you know the political environment that we're in now, you could even say mm-hmm. how how does one find joy when when everything around them doesn't uh, give opportunities yeah. for joy? Well, be intentional, uh, and there's several things you can do. One is sometimes if you get tired, it's harder to have joy when you're tired. So there's times where you just need to kind of cut back a bit and get more rest. Go to bed mm-hmm. earlier tonight. Don't, you know, I tell you what, if you watch the news very long, you're going to lose your joy. Yeah. So instead of staying up late watching late night news, go to bed. Uh, get some of that negative news out of your head and get a good night's sleep. There's also just certain people that bring joy. There are just some joyful people out there yeah. that are positive and upbeat. There's also negative, critical ones, too, and pessimists. Uh, be sure you've always got some of those positive people around you that will always help you see the positive side. You know, there's there's someone on the team oftentimes who just has a funny story, a funny joke. Uh, uh, hopefully, they also are good at their job. But uh, uh, but get those get some positive people around you. Go for lunch with a, a friend. Uh, of course, you know, make sure that you're not working all weekend. Get some space in your life. Uh, have a vacation. Uh, put away all the work and uh, put away your cell phone and just uh, think about something joyful. I, there's some there's some funny uh, sites. Uh, I I'm belong to a Facebook site right now just about uh, just a humorous site. There's kind of some humorous jokes that uh, people are posting every day. Uh, I like those just to pop up sometimes on my screen. Uh, I'll, I'll break out laughing sometimes. There's some pretty good ones out there. Just something that breaks all the steady stream of negative news, uh, and then all of a sudden you just see a funny joke. Um, yeah, is it know, is it like a pun one oh one? Oh yeah, yeah no, those like, of course. I mean, how can you not have joy when you read mm, good puns? Uh, yeah, but, you know, you mentioned joy stealers <laughs> earlier. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, and I'm always uh, I've always been impressed by the Apostle Paul. Like in in Acts chapter twenty, Paul is talking about the fact that uh, he's got all kinds of hardship uh, that he's experienced and 
opposition and uh, physical pain and chains awaiting for him in imprisonment. But then he gets down in chapter 20 to verse 24, and he says, But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life uh, dear to me, uh, so that I may finish my race with joy. And I've just been so challenged by that verse uh, where Paul says, at the end of the day, when I'm finishing my race, I still want to be holding on to my joy. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to have lost it because I got uh, imprisoned and whipped and beat uh, illegally, uh, unfairly. Uh, Paul, as much as anyone, could have focused on any number of slights and problems and opponents and lies and, and given his joy up with good reason. But he said, I'm holding on to my joy because no one else can hold on to my joy for me. No one else can be responsible for that. You can't, yeah. you can't expect your, you know, your, your spouse uh, to keep you happy. Uh, you can't expect your direct reports uh, to be keeping you happy. That's, you've got to guard your own joy. And that comes out of a, an abiding relationship with Christ and finding your joy in Him hmm. and uh, remembering what matters and what doesn't. Oftentimes the things that rob me of my joy are the things that don't even really matter. Yeah. Like if someone cuts me off in traffic. I mean, that's annoying. That could be dangerous. But you know what? If they cut you off and you didn't have a fender bender, you still made it to work okay. They were just rude. Um, well, I could brood on that the rest of the day. Or I could realize, you know what? That was really ignorant on their part, but they didn't cause an accident. I did make it here on time. Uh, I can just let that go and realize that there's some uh, intelligence-challenged people out on the roads today. <laughs> But, I, but why would I let them rob me of my joy? Why would I yeah. have my direct reports suffer the rest of the day because I came in in a bad mood? Um, I'm going to focus on what's positive, which is yeah. uh, I, I walk daily, hourly, with God himself, uh, who loves me, has given his own son for me. I can commune with him and enter into his presence every moment throughout the day, and in his presence is fullness of joy. Uh, and so I want to set the example I want to be a fun person to be around. And our personalities are different. You know, some people aren't just like Abraham Lincoln with funny stories all the time. We may yeah. not be able to just have quips and, and be a real gregarious, outgoing kind of person that laughs and his laughter fills the whole hallway. Uh, but you can be a positive person. You can choose to smile. Uh, you can choose to just take a deep breath and say, is there a positive side to this? Let's not end this meeting on a negative note. Yeah. Um, there's lots of ways just practically to do that. Find someone that uh, you trust. Maybe uh, it could be your spouse, but maybe someone at work that's a, not only a, a trusted confidant, but perhaps a good friend. And, uh, and just ask them, hey, if you see me downcast, if my resting face is looking a little negative, just give me a cue, you know, uh, let me know uh, that, uh, hey, don't go through the whole day looking like that. And yeah. uh, let yourself be accountable. And I'll tell you what, if you consciously choose to have joy, it's amazing how often then you will experience joy throughout the day just because of a conscious choice you made. And I'll tell you what, all your employees, all your people that work with you will be glad you made that choice to have joy because uh, it certainly beats the alternative. Mm. And I think that's a great note to end. So choose joy today. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, review us on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackbee.org.